Willpower is great when it's available, but if you struggle to use screens in moderation, your success will be determined less by the uh, limited and depleting resource known as willpower and more by the stronger and sustainable approach of limiting temptation. Last week, while preparing for a student presentation on the topic of screens and social media, I decided to uh, ask a few of the young people I work with what advice they would give to someone who is, is wanting or, or needing to create a more uh, healthy and balanced relationship with screens and social media. So in this episode, I'm going to be sharing two of the recommendations given that were new to me, and then I'm going to close with four of my own. Okay, so the first person, the very first person I asked, provided this piece of advice. He said, tell them to get a dummy. I shot him a puzzled look, so he tried to help me out by saying, tell them to get a dumb phone. But that wasn't helping me out because I told him that I, I still didn't have a clue what he was talking about. So if you too have no clue what that is, a dumb phone is defined as a basic mobile phone that lacks the advanced functions of a smartphone. Lucky for me, this young man who said this, turns out he practices what he preaches because he then reached into his pocket and handed me his very own dumb phone. And he had me mess around with it as he detailed its features. And its features are not about what the phone can do. Instead, it's all about what it can't do. This dumb phone of his, it cannot access social media, email. It doesn't send or receive uh, photos or videos. And you can't access any type of internet browser. It had one of those black and white electronic paper screens that uh, uh, e-readers like Kindle have. So what that means is it doesn't give off any of that sleep assassin known as blue light like our other phones do. And next level, this phone of his, it doesn't even have a camera. How great is that? All right, so you may be asking, so what does it do? Well, it's a phone, so it makes calls. You can also send texts. It's got an alarm, calculator, notes app, basic music, and podcast player. And it can also do um, uh, driving directions. And that's it. Nothing more. I ordered the same one he has later that day. This version of a dumb phone is called the Light Phone 2. But there are several different options to check out if you're interested. Oh, and before I forget, one more thing he shared that I thought was, was funny about his transition to using it. He said that he got so used to being on his iPhone when he would sit on, uh, on the toilet that for months after getting this dumb phone, when he would sit on that porcelain pot, he would still bring uh, his new dumb phone with him. And he said that he would just end up using the calculator on it in an effort to try to entertain himself. Okay, on to the second recommendation. And this one isn't likely an option for most people. But it's such a great story that I have to share. Okay, so this one. It came the day after I ordered that dumb phone. And it came from a teenager that I just started working with uh, virtually because he lives in California. So there I was, doing that annoying thing where I just had to tell him about my recent dumb phone purchase, thinking that he might be, uh, I don't know, impressed. To be honest, it was a very uh, look-at-me-Louie type moment. But after I had... Uh, wrapped up telling him about my recent purchase, I noticed he didn't appear to be all that impressed. And a quick thing on, on teenagers from Southern California, it, it's a small sample size for me, but the level of confidence, chilled out, unfazed, and unimpressed energy they have, I find it highly intimidating, but also inspiring. But back to it, after bragging about my dumb phone, he said this to me, nice, good for you, man. My dad 
got one of those like uh, uh, five years ago and he seems to like it. So that immediately knocked the cool out of my step. And while I was getting my, my feet set, I asked him, okay, so, so what piece of advice would you give on the topic? And I will never forget what happened next. He said, page me. I'll call you later if I have the time. End of quote. An all-time quote. But I wasn't buying it. So I said, no, there is no way. There's no way that you, you have a pager. And then there, on my computer screen, I saw him reach down and pull a pager out of his pocket. This teenage dude, who seems to be years ahead on every trend, has a pager, a beeper. Yeah, like the ones doctors would use. I couldn't stop laughing. And I said, man, come on. It's got to be for show. I'm betting you have a smartphone and you just have that, you know, break in case of an emergency, bust out if you need to flex on somebody like me who thinks they're uh, ahead of the game. But it turns out I was wrong. The same teenager who drives a Tesla doesn't own a cell phone, but instead uses a pager. Evidently, pagers are still an option in 2022. And if you forgot or are too young to know, pagers or beepers, they were big in the 80s and 90s. And if someone wanted to reach you, they would call your pager number and the pager would display the phone number of the caller. And then you would call them back from a landline. I asked him, so if you're not at home, when someone pages you, you just wait until you get back to your place before calling them back? He said, yeah. But if I think it's important, there's always plenty of people walking around with iPhones. So I said, let me get this straight. So you'll go up to a random person and ask to use their phone? To which he said, sometimes, but usually it can wait. All right, I don't know about you, but I don't think there is anything more alpha than going up to a random person and asking to use their phone because, yeah, you just got paged. Okay, so now onto my four personal go-to recommendations on the topic. First one is keep that cell phone out of your bedroom through the years. I've recommended this to everyone I work with. How that usually goes is that I'll share the solid research that shows having access to your phone or other mobile devices at bedtime is strongly associated with poor sleep quality. And then that poor sleep leads to a lack of energy, slowed thinking, reduced attention span, worsened memory, and it increases stress levels, anxiety, and irritability. And when I wrap up my science-backed sales pitch, more times than not, the person will say some version of, nice, good to know, but that's not going to work for me. Because you see, I use my phone as my alarm. This is when I smile because I'm ready for this one. In my office, I have dozens of basic old-school alarm clocks ready to be handed to anyone who is ready to get better sleep. And this is a good time to give this one a try because on November 6, we will fall back an hour and research shows that this time change, it, uh, it disrupts people's internal clock, which can impair their sleep quality. So I've got a challenge for you, a, uh, a, a campaign of sorts, and I'm calling it the Cell-In-Bed no, no, November. A bit wordy, I know. But if you aren't doing this already, give this one a try. For the entire month of November, keep that phone and other screens out of your bedroom. Dust off that old alarm clock. And if you don't have one, I do believe that the 5 to $10 cost of buying a basic alarm clock, it will be well worth the investment. Next recommendation, which is disable the notifications on your phone. Study show. 
that doing this reduces stress levels and anxiety, and it will greatly improve your ability to focus. To get into this, scientists have discovered that multitasking, yeah, it doesn't really even exist. What's actually going on is that our brains are just quickly switching to different tasks. But quick might not be the best word to use there because when it comes to having a deep level of focus, studies show that returning to that same high level of focus after being distracted, it can take up to 20 minutes. And now onto the two last ones, quick ones. All right, delete your social media apps. I'm a fan of getting rid of them altogether, but if that's a non-starter for you, then delete the social media apps on your phone. That way, you can still access them from your computer, but it will likely decrease your overall screen time. And finally, last one here, and I have a cheesy slogan for this one too, which is, say nope to that envelope. Translation, delete, remove that email app off your phone. This removal will lower stress, and it will add to your overall quality of life. It can help you to keep your work at work, or at least on your computer. Let's do like we used to and actually check out at the end of the workday by removing the option to check that work email from your phone. You will be better able to check in with yourself and also check in with and be present for the people you love the most.